Pirates are supposed to stink in 2021. You won't find anyone to disagree with that. But you know what? You also won't find a whole lot of reasons why they should stink beyond the payroll. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way every weekday morning, bright and early. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The Pirates are back in action tonight in Bradenton. 6.05 p.m. start against the Orioles at Lecom Park. That game will be televised here locally on AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. I've been breaking down these past three days why the Pirates should or shouldn't stink at different facets. The first day I went over the pitching. And the pitching, right now, as I'm speaking, is the 12th best in all of spring training, meaning combining the grapefruit and cactus leagues in all 30 teams. The Pirates are 12th out of 30th, and they're pitching in what is notoriously the worst pitching ballpark in all of spring training. Uh, It's always been that. Uh, Back to McKechnie Field days, the wind blows out, and there's a reason the Pirates have always been really, really good at hitting in spring, and then not so much in the regular season. Uh, That's why. A lot of inflated numbers there. But even then, even then, without any kind of adjustment, the Pirates have had the 12th best pitching. They've also had the 14th best offense, but again, take that one with a grain of salt. I, I, I don't take that all that seriously. There have been some encouraging signs individually, uh, notably those of Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier and Kevin Newman bouncing back from terrible 2020 performances. But, again, until I see that in the regular season, I'm not going to buy it. And then there's the other facet. Then there's fielding. You know what? You can be the worst ball club at any level. You could lose every game you play. And you still won't look bad unless you're booting the ball around, unless you're throwing it all over creation. I've believed that forever. That is something that is so cool, innately cool, about baseball. The pride that there is in defense. Everything about it. Everything, the the whip around after the strikeout, things like, why do you still do the whip around after the strikeout? Why? It's been in place forever. Why? It's like a show thing. You ever ask yourself that? Why? But players are really, really good at the whip around. It matters to them. Defense matters. I believe that of all three of the facets that I'll be discussing this week, as to whether or not the Pirates will stink at that facet, defense will be the most predictable of the three. It's the least likely to go into some surge or slump. That's just the nature of defense. You're either good at it or you're not. With the exception of a, an Adam Frazier coming along and 
just really improving himself to the point that he's a gold glove finalist, you're not going to have many surprises when it comes on the field. This is a team that, well, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's go left to right across the infield. Left is fun because left is Kebrian Hayes. I have vowed to you that I will not be building up Kebrian Hayes, that I will not be telling you how great he is. I will not be telling you how he catches everything, how he charges the ball and throws across his body as well as any young third baseman I've ever seen. I will not be telling you about how he can move to his left. I will not be telling you about his arm. I won't be telling you about anything because it would just be adding to the hype, and he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. Let's move on. Shortstop. Eric Gonzalez is a very, very good defender at short. I don't want him out there. I'd rather have Kevin Newman. Newman has his inconsistencies. He doesn't have anywhere near Gonzalez's range or arm. But Newman's the younger player, I believe, with the livelier bat that has a better chance to add value to the Pirates, either by being part of what they're building or as a trade component. I'm not crazy about the defense at shortstop if it's Newman, but I can live with it. At second base is Frazier. Frazier, say what you want. He's never going to make anybody's highlight reel. Can you remember one time that he had a web gem where you just went, whoa, did you see that play Frazier made today? Almost never happens. You know what he does do? He catches everything that's hit his way. He's a gold glove finalist two years in a row. Not by accident. There's something to be said for consistency. That's a big, 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 big part of baseball in general. Colin Moran's at first base. That will excite exactly no one. Certainly not from any memories that you'd have of him playing third base. His footwork was his worst quality at third, and lucky for him, it doesn't really apply all that much at first. He's not going to be challenged with his range to his left in particular the way he was at third. But Moran, like Frazier, is highly likely, immensely likely, to catch what's hit his way. And we've also seen, for what it's worth, that he's made pretty good throws, including to second base. He will be a significant upgrade defensively over Josh Bell. That is damning him with faint praise. Bell was by far the worst defensive player in all of baseball, never mind first baseman. Defensive player. So the bar is low, but even then, I think you're going to see that Moran will be not very exciting, which is what you want, and actually very much befitting his personality. Todd Frazier, if he platoons over there, as I'm expecting, Frazier's just another good, reliable guy. Nothing spectacular over there. You can say the same thing about the right side of the infield in general. Left field, Brian Reynolds, I happen to feel, is a very good defender. And because he has the capability to play center and is still deemed as such by both Derek Shelton and Ben Charrington, then you know he's got a good enough pedigree to be able to handle specifically the big left field that PNC Park has. Anthony Alford in center field is going to make some great plays. Uh, he is an outstanding athlete. 
I am not qualified, nor will I attempt to break down or forecast how he'll do over a full season or most of a full season at that position. Sometimes you just got to watch and learn. I just don't know. Um, he hasn't played nearly enough. Not last season when he lasted only six games, and not this spring when he got hit by a pitch on the wrist. However, he has the athletic capability. I know that beyond a doubt. In right field, you've got Polanco. So, <laughs> you want me to analyze Polanco's defense? That overall, I feel, is a team that has a chance to be, mm, what do I want to say here, good or very good? Maybe what's, what's between good and very good defensively? I think they could be a team that ranks like 12th or 13th in overall defensive metrics. What will hurt them, again, is this range thing. Unless Alfred really rises up in center field and catches a lot of balls that maybe we're not currently expecting will be caught, you're not going to have a lot of players at positions other than Hayes where you say, wow, can't believe he got to that one. And in the advanced defensive analytics, that'll hurt you because they'll track that. They just want to see ball in play versus out recorded. They don't care who was where, how hard it was to get there, or whatever else. It's ball in play versus out recorded. But I do think that if you go by old school stats and just pure errors, I don't think you're going to see this team bungling things out there. I think you're going to see them show pride. I think you're going to see them make the plays that they're supposed to make. Oh, did I leave somebody out? Yeah, I'll get to him next. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is always brought to you by our friends at the North Shore Tavern. That's a sister operation to Mike's Beer Bar. If you've been to Mike's Beer Bar, it's right next to it. They operate from the same kitchen, same people, same everything, same great service and food and everything else that you've come to expect at Mike's. They also have a bazillion televisions ready to fire off for March Madness, and they want you to know that. Come on down. It's open. It's safe. There's way more parking available right now than what you're used to. Come on down and have a good time. That's North Shore Tavern on Federal Street right across from PNC Park. Yeah, I left somebody out. I did that on purpose. The Pirates have, by almost any reasonable metric, the best defensive catcher in baseball. And I saved Jacob Stallings for this segment for a reason. 
It was a strange thing how the Pirates went from Russell Martin to Francisco Cervelli to Stallings. So much of what happens in the public reaction world when it comes to sports is about perception. Martin came, he was a known commodity, was a terrific player with the Dodgers. He came from the Yankees. Got him from the Yankees. Wow. Someone came from the Yankees to the pit to the to the Pirates. Wow, that must be a great player. Cervelli, same thing. Comes from the Yankees. It's all kinds of pedigree. Uh flash, great personality. And then, then there's Stallings, who was a third stringer for a while. Tall, kind of lanky look, doesn't necessarily even remind you of a catcher physically. You know, you're used to those guys being kind of short and stubby. And then on top of that, he's the son of an immensely unpopular pit basketball coach. And we just didn't like the guy. We in general. We the vague we, you know. I still hear from people saying stuff like Jacob Stallings wouldn't start for any other team in the majors except this one. Based purely on perception, I'm really loath to apply the term yinzer in a negative sense, but this is yinzer material here if it ever existed. Stallings is the best pitch framer in baseball. If you don't know what pitch framing is, find out because it really, really matters. For as long as we have human umpires, pitch framing is a really, really big deal. If you can turn a ball into a strike, you are doing something very, very important for your pitcher and for your team. And if you can do it better than anyone else in baseball, you're something special. And that, that's what Stallings has become through extraordinary hard work, uh, intelligence. He is the son of a coach. He is the son of a coach. But he's also got the arm. He's got the glove. He's got the ability to keep balls from going to the backstop. He's one of the best at general blocking. It's not always about your glove. It's about how you position your body. Uh, you move across. His shoulders stay up, and that's where his height works to his advantage. You'll see, and I watched him do a drill like this uh, three weeks ago in Bradenton myself, where he was actually teaching the other catchers, along with Glenn Sherlock, who's the catching instructor, how to stay tall in front of the ball when it bounces. The Pirates were using a machine that was close to the pitcher's mound that was purposely bouncing the ball up off the dirt. And of course, because it's a ball and dirt, even the machine isn't all that predictable with where it'll go. You still have to adjust. And he was outstanding at it. I, I mean, if I saw one get past him, I don't remember it. He's all that. We don't really think of catching defense when we think of defense in general. At least I don't think so. I'm not sure that I do all the time. But it's a big component of it. And I think if you weigh Stallings into the equation, and then from there you consider that Charrington has gotten Stallings nothing but backup help that's really good defensively because they just don't care all that much about the bat when it's time to add a catcher. Uh, that's now two years in a row that Charrington has gotten these catchers who can't hit but are really, really good at pitch calling, pitch framing, and all that other stuff and dealing with pitchers. 
because they have their own analytics and philosophy that believes that that's how the catcher's position is most important. That's a that's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big deal toward making your team respectable. Are the Pirates going to stink overall? I have no idea. The default answer has to be yes. You know, it just does. They're not spending very much money. They have not set up their roster to go out and get little pieces and stuff like that to fill in holes. They've kept guys around. They're going to keep a lot of guys on the pitching staff, and you'll see this, who won't be the people you'd rather have if you wanted to win in 2021. But instead, there'll be guys like a Rule 5 pick, like other youngsters, where they'll just say, you know what, we got to keep them on the roster because we've got to see what they have. We're not willing to lose them. We're not willing to put them through waivers. We've got to see what they have. But when it comes to these individual facets that I discussed, pitching, hitting, and fielding, when I watch this team this spring, I don't see them struggling in any of those three areas, and I'm only skeptical, genuinely skeptical about one of them, and that's hitting. We'll see where that leads. Thanks so much for listening to this, and thanks for listening all week. We'll be back Monday with another Daily Shot of Pirates. At Point Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.